Alrighty, so I thought I would do something different with this podcast episode. Welcome, by the way, to the Physique Formation Podcast with your host, Dan Bustain. And um, I thought I would do a conscious prep reflection this week. And so basically, I've just completed a conscious prep phase, which started back in October 2022. And we're now in April 2023. And it's good to have ticked that off and said to myself, it's time for some new goals, basically. Um, So I just wanted to like have a rundown or an overview of contest prep for myself, how things went. Uh, Maybe it'll give you an insight of what you might expect in a contest prep for yourself and uh yeah so basically as a background what happened was i competed when i was younger actually in 2009 was the first time i got on stage that first contest prep i ever did just as a background was an eight week prep i was always in great shape and everybody around me told me i should compete uh they all said i would do really well and i was really young at the time and i thought you know what just do it so i did Eight weeks out, I started following a diet from someone who had competed before, basically, got referred to someone, and ended up coming second in that competition. Now, within that eight-week period, wow, so many different things happened. Like, I had a guy helping me with my diet, then I got told I was doing all the wrong things by people in the gym, personal trainers around me, so then I changed who was doing my diet to somebody else. Then I had all these different sponsors or like people offer me sponsorships and supplement companies and clothing companies and all these different people trying to, um, you know, just be a part of the journey, I guess, or try to gain something from uh, my up and coming endeavor to hit the bodybuilding stage. But with that came a lot of distractions and a lot of opinions and a lot of different approaches to contest prep. I recall back then people were telling me like, you should not be eating fruit. Like, what are you doing? Why are you having lollies post-workout? Why do you still have protein powder in your diet? You need to cut that out. And all these different things, right? Long, 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 long time ago. Anyways, I say all of that to say that I've been in this industry for a long time now. So 2009 was the first time I competed. And I've learned a lot of things along the way. And when you start out in this endeavor in bodybuilding and stuff, you tend to just know what you know. And you think that's the only way to do things and you think that's the appropriate way to do things so in my first prep i obviously achieved a great outcome looked completely different and if anybody asked me how to get those kind of results i would say fasted cardio these supplements cutting out fruit you know minimizing whey protein powder or whatever it might have been that like helped me or whatever protocols i used to get to my end outcome um things have changed over the years and the whole point of me just giving you that background is to say that i've competed for a long time now i did a lot of competitions early in my early 20s competed in inba anb musclemania they were the only natural competitions back then and i was lucky enough to win quite a few shows i went to america competed in las vegas at the musclemania worlds placed second there and the guy I placed second to actually failed his drug test in the follow-up show that he did. So realistically, I think that he was probably enhanced back then, uh, you know, six months prior when he competed against me in the same organization. So I'm going to say that the guy who came first probably was cheating. I'm just going to put that out there. 
and um, yeah anyways my protocols back then were not amazing by any means just followed whatever I was told to do back then but I've been around for a long time I competed for a long time and then I had seven years off the last time I competed was 2016 that was the last year that there was the option of well basically it was the last year where INBA was the only organization or big organization for natural bodybuilding and then they split up and became ICN and INBA like they kind of divided and then ICN was created uh, so I had never done an ICN competition because it didn't exist back in 2016 and yeah moving forward seven years basically what happened was last year I went overseas for like 10 weeks or so traveled had a great time and probably trained like twice a week if that sometimes yeah two to three days a week I would train still focused on hitting my protein still did my online coaching with my clients who honestly they motivate me and I motivate them so I like to still try to stay on track just traveling around the world makes it really hard to get training sessions in when you have to constantly find a different gym you're moving around a lot it's really hard to find protein like quality protein sources obviously I would just buy protein powder to help with that as well and yeah I traveled for a bit came back to Australia and thought to myself okay in my current life I've just traveled and in many years of training this was the first time that I had an extended break where I wasn't training four days a week or more or you know optimizing things and it was a great mental break but also it really encouraged me to want to set some new specific physique goals and I honestly came back to Australia thinking to myself wow you don't look great you probably look your worst and you haven't been ticking the boxes in regards to like training and all these different things it's time to set some goals and I thought to myself I was 34 years old at the time and I thought I'm getting older uh, I don't know if my physique will improve that much because I've been training for so many years now and I also don't know if at some point I might decide to do something like testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy as I get older which basically means that you know once you're in your 30s and you, as you age your natural testosterone levels drop and if you get a blood test and they're dropped you can get a prescription to have hormone replacement therapy to elevate that to higher normal levels right so not like super physiological levels like Mr. Olympia or performance enhancements but just getting your levels back up to a higher optimal position so with that in mind I thought to myself okay I've just come off of 10 weeks of traveling not really motivated I'm seeing all these people around me who are killing it their physiques look amazing that's motivating to me uh, but I'm also getting older now maybe I'm open to doing TRT um, or HRT and uh, and if I am open to doing that, I think I want to compete one more time as a natural bodybuilder because hormone replacement therapy is testosterone and testosterone added to your body would deem you not natural. Now, I believe like if you compete and you have, have a prescription for TRT or HRT, you're only getting your levels back up to optimal hormonal like natural ranges. So I believe you can still compete as a natural if you do that. However, in my mind, I'm like, nah, if you've taken TRT, you're not natural. Basically, you can't compete as a natural. So 
in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn 35 soon. I'm single right now. Don't have any other responsibilities. I think I might do a contest prep one more time. Um, a natural one, obviously. And achieve a overall, like win an overall title, which I had never done. I'd only ever won my divisions. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to this goal and aim to win an ICN overall, which would have been called INBA back in the day. And then probably go to nationals and try to win a pro card as well. So winning um, a local show, going to nationals, and then winning a like winning nationals basically, which would then give you your ICN pro card or natural bodybuilding pro card. And that's kind of how I got into the idea of I'm gonna start this contest prep after having seven years away from competing. And kind of what motivated me to get back on track. I was like, well. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. I've got minimal distractions. I'm not in a relationship. I can be selfish. I can really focus on these things. And it gives me more purpose with my training, with my eating. And it'll be interesting to see if I can get my physique back to a decent spot, considering I spent 10 weeks overseas, not really training that much. And the months prior to that 10 weeks being overseas, I was really focused on doing martial arts, playing uh, sports and a few other things. So I really lost a lot of development in my legs. They definitely got smaller just from a lot of running and kicking and, you know, fighting, all this kind of stuff I was doing quite consistently. So that's kind of the background. Most people who compete in bodybuilding will have an effective and well put together off season growing phase. Then they'll come into their contest prep, you know, ready to go um, off of that. I definitely did not do that. Uh, but that's totally fine. So I started, give you an outline. I started my contest prep in October, late October. And I decided to do this pre-prep phase about 26 weeks out where I wanted to really just get off as much body fat as possible uh, at a quicker rate because I was holding more body fat to then get to um, a reasonable weight around 20 weeks out and then cut back from there at a slower pace. So essentially when you've got more body fat to lose, you can diet harder, you can eat less calories, you can be more active and it's not gonna really hurt you psychologically your energy availability is going to be okay. It's only when you start to really dig and get your body fat percentage really low that you start to experience a lot of uh, uh, negative responses as your body tries to fight you, you know, in your endeavor to get as shredded as possible. So the initial phase felt very comfortable. It was very uh, easy and it was great to create some new habits or re, or it was great to bring back habits around tracking my macros, having a steps target. And, you know, almost every Sunday I would go for a coffee and a walk, a coastal walk with someone different, get my steps up and really enjoy somewhat of a social aspect around getting in shape. So it feels like forever ago now, but back in October, November, I was definitely going on a lot of walking and coffee dates. Shout out to all the girls who uh, accompanied me on those. I appreciate all of you. And it was just a good way to still be social, which is which was important to me in that early phase of prep, not make it feel like it's, you know, taking over my whole life at that point. So yeah, it, it was a good time, actually. It was good to be really focused and see the visual improvements. Now, some people thought I got, I was getting too lean too quickly, actually. Um, but upon reflection, I did actually have plenty of body fat to lose. And I'm glad that I started when I started and I pushed along when I pushed along. Now, with all that said, I had already 
planned a holiday in Bali for New Year's Eve with my prep uh, before my prep was even a consideration and that was all booked and paid for and ready to go so I already knew that I had a week away in Bali which was going to be a week of having fun with my friends um, partying and not prioritizing bodybuilding things so that was further reason for me to be very serious and consistent and dedicated prior to that so from late October through to uh, late December coming into New Year's Eve I was all over it I was on on top of things and I achieved some great outcomes I definitely made some some great improvements to my body composition overall then I got to enjoy a week off the diet off the training and stuff like that uh, in Bali so I still trained at a hotel gym still try to get protein in still try to stay active drink water and stuff but I mindfully consumed alcohol and obviously my sleep wasn't that great or whatever but it was one week so I was like yeah I can do this it's totally fine so that was great that was really good and then um, after that got back on the diet got focused whatever and then I decided that I would go to Bali because I liked it so much enjoyed it so much I decided I'd go to Bali for three weeks and do some of my contest prep there the reason for that was to pretty much get away from social distractions and just really put my head down and focus on getting shredded basically and I wanted to experience that many many years ago I was in Thailand and I thought to myself it would be really cool to come here for like a training camp you know six weeks of just focusing on training and eating well and minimal distractions and whatever else and I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna go do this in Bali so went to Bali for three weeks trained ate well um, you know tracked everything I consumed basically it was great I got some really good results there as well and everything was on point so that was awesome um, and I would say in Bali I was about 88 kilos and at that point I actually really liked how I looked that was like cool like I really like how I look don't really want to get leaner than this but I will get leaner because I need to get leaner to be competitive with competitions so that's what I did um, decided to um, obviously come back to Australia and continue to push towards that now in regards to competitions so I was going to just do ICN a local show in Brisbane and then I was going to do nationals and that's kind of all I was going to do with my contest prep and then I just I spoke to a friend and he was like you know what you know I would love he would love to do the IFBB classic physique division as a natural athlete and I was just like, yeah, that would be cool, but it's it's the day before another competition um, or whatever, so it's not going to work. And he was like, well, you know, maybe you should do an ICN competition that's coming up sooner and just get that out of the way so you qualify for nationals. And then you could do IFBB naturally as well, and then you could you know, still go on and do nationals. So that's what I did. I was like, you know what? Great idea. So I decided to compete at the ICN North Coast Classic, which was in Newcastle, and that was a few weeks earlier than planned uh, with my schedule, uh, but it was great, and ended up, and I ended up ended up winning uh, the overalls, and so like I won the opens and I won the overalls, got my um, overall uh, achievement, which is what I wanted. That was the initial goal of competing, which was amazing in a natural show, obviously, and then I was like, cool, now I can focus on IFBB. And while I was in Bali, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm doing these natural competitions, which are exciting, and they're really cool, whatever, and they are very challenging. There's a lot of great athletes that compete naturally in Australia. 
But I thought, why not just step out of my comfort zone and do something completely different? Go ahead and commit to the IFBB competition because I wasn't going to, at that point, I wasn't really focused on that. And then, then that became, why not step things up even more and do the WBFF as well, which is also completely out of my comfort zone. Now, the important thing to note is that the IFUB was a day before an ICN competition, in like local one. And then the WBFF was also a day before another initial ICN competition that I was going to do. So because I did the one natural comp ahead of time in Newcastle, I was able to just ignore or skip over the, the local shows and just focus on IFUB and WBFF and not stress about it because I had qualified for nationals. And at this present moment, nationals hasn't happened yet. It's actually, I think, next week. And I decided to skip nationals. Um, so collectively, my contest prep season was uh, ICN Newcastle, and I came first there and won the overall, which was awesome. Then I went on and did the IFBB Classic Physique, obviously untested show. There's like 11 of us. I honestly didn't know what to expect at all because these guys are amazing and obviously enhanced as they're allowed to be and no, no, you know, no stress about that. But I placed fourth, which is pretty freaking awesome. And I just wanted to stop and celebrate that and really enjoy that moment. But I had committed to doing a show the very next day, uh, pretty much just so my grandpa could see me get on stage and compete. He couldn't make it to the other ones. So I was like, you know what, I'll do that. That was probably the biggest mistake of the whole contest prep because I came off stage at the IFEB, super excited, pumped for it. It was like really fun. I was there all day because I had a client competing as well. And then I had to drive an hour and a half to get to the next location for the next competition the next morning. I arrived, or I want to say I went to sleep at like 11 p.m. or midnight or something that night. And then I had to be up at 5 a.m. and be on stage at 9 a.m. the next morning. And I was not organized. My sleep was bad. I had all this fluid retention. Uh, I also ate some food coming off IFBB. I wanted to be fuller, so I had more sodium, uh, a few different things. I had some snacks on the way up the drive up from Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast. So that was mentally not the right approach to do two shows in one weekend. Dumbest thing I've ever done. But I had already committed. If it was up to me, I would have just not competed in that one at all. But I already committed, so I just went through with it. So there I came third in opens. And had I not done the IFPB and that was the only focus, I believe I would have done much better because I would have presented a much better physique that wasn't covered in fluid. And it's really funny because, you know, typically people get on stage and they're like, oh, I was just holding water. Like, you know, that's why I didn't look my best. And <laughs> the typical response is, you weren't holding water, you're just fat. And in my circumstance, I was literally holding water big time. And the day before I competed looking very dry, very lean. Everything was great. I came forth in an untested show. Obviously won in overalls weeks prior to that, looking great. Um, but that show in particular was a bad combination of decisions, <laughs> basically. Uh, a lot of stress on my body and, and not ideal not an ideal decision basically to go ahead and do that but a week later did the WBFF new uh, competition physique men's physique um, sorry it's called the physique model division 
and I came second there, and that's also an untested show, which is really cool. Now, that's just an outline or reflection of my contest prep, and kind of like a timeline of the journey. And for some people, this whole conversation so far might be a little bit boring and, un and unnecessary. But what I wanted to do is pretty much do this episode to give people an insight of contest prep and what to expect and kind of like, you know, how things went for me at certain phases. So with all that said, I did four competitions in total. Three of them were really good. One of them should not have happened. I don't even count it like it even happened just because it was a terrible terrible decision um but yeah in the early phase of contest prep everything felt great it was really like uh enjoyable uh everything everything was done with purpose and then going to bali for three weeks was amazing really liked how i looked really liked my focus my discipline everything else um and then as i got leaner i would say started at 99 kilos when i got to about 88 or 87 kilos that's when my body started to fight me. So basically, as you get leaner, your sleep is going to go to shit. Uh, your libido is going to be tanked and just not work at all. So you have no sex drive or anything like that. And your general fatigue levels are going to be very high. So we can try to manage these things through diet breaks, through deloads with training, through massage or meditation or breath work or uh, you know tapered intensity training sessions whatever it might be adjusting the exercises to take stress off the body having uh, refeeds things like that we do whatever we can to minimize stress or manage stress as best we can but your body will always fight you and try to you know get you to eat more food and be less active and Sometimes that means keeping you awake and affecting your sleep. So towards the back end of contest prep, uh, this is the main focus I wanted to um, highlight basically. some Just some key points that come up at the top of my head. Uh, some of the key things with contest prep towards the back end is that my sleep was just terrible. I would wake up at midnight, 1am, 2am, 3am, all different times of the night. I'd wake up, I'd go to the bathroom and I would consider starting my day thinking it was you know 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. and just go ahead and start my day and look at the time and I'm like oh wow it's 11:30 at night or it's 1 a.m. in the morning go back to sleep what are you doing sometimes I'd wake up and I would start doing posing practice or whatever thinking it was you know it's 4 or 5 a.m. and it wasn't so my sleep was completely destroyed it was all over the place uh, my performance in the gym started to go down I would have days where I felt very dizzy um, and super, super low energy. Obviously, that results in you not wanting to spend time with people as much because you can't go out and eat as much or things like that. Still try to do that as much as I could, but you got to really manage your energy in that back end of a contest prep. Now, another thing that happened with me in contest prep is that I was regulating or controlling my water intake my food volume, my meal prep, whatever, I was eating the same foods for the most part, and my sodium intake as well. And I started to deal with a whole lot of fluid retention and I could not figure out why. And this tends to happen to me a lot of the time, pretty much almost every conscious prep I've done. I've worked with some really great coaches over the years and peaking my physique and getting my physique to look sharp, hard and lean and dry is damn near impossible. I look that way 
when I'm quite a few weeks out from competition. And then as I get leaner, my body just doesn't respond the way it's supposed to or it's expected to. And things just don't look good. So at some point of the day, I'll look really dry and good. And other days, other parts of the day, I will look watery and smooth. And it really hides your your physique and the fat loss that you've achieved. Now, we often just assume that to be feeling flat, basically, because your muscles get really flat in a fat loss phase. And we assume that when we increase carbohydrates and fill your muscles out, then you're going to start to see your physique come alive again and have better shape. However, for me, my body seems to become very sodium sensitive when I get very lean. And I put that down to probably poor sleep and also the effects of my libido as well, um, tanking, like tanking, like being terrible, like not working basically. And then just fluid uh, edema, so like holding fluid based on stress, so stress-related edema or stress-related fluid retention that just won't seem to go. Now with some people, you can do like a two or three day refeed and it helps it a lot. But ultimately for myself, I think sleep becomes more of an important factor and it's just something that you really struggle with when you're very shredded. So this is just like an individual insight or consideration for myself um, that I discovered. So, cause I, I was looking at following the same meal plan every day for consistency, zero variables and salting all my meals, keeping my water intake up and stuff like that. But my body just refused to adapt to the sodium intake and I just looked watery and smooth every day. So I had to pull back the sodium intake to kind of rectify that. And then I got to a point where I had to really focus on increasing my potassium intake a lot more to help to minimize fluid retention because uh, basically sodium and potassium work together and more potassium will excrete or deplete your sodium levels and sodium typically causes fluid retention. So I had to really, really focus on increasing my potassium intake every day through coconut water and spinach and tomato and diced tomato and potato and banana and you know, all these different fruits and vegetables basically and keep my salt intake as low as possible. Now, I've spoken to a few different coaches and this it does happen to some people, but not everybody. And uh, unfortunately, I am one of those people that it tends to happen to when my body is in a very unhealthy state, I would say. Because uh, while I was in Bali, I was having a lot of salt and I looked fantastic. I looked really good. Actually, my grandpa was like, how you looked in Bali? was amazing like you need to look like that on stage and I was like you know what you're right however my hamstrings were not shredded enough my quads were not separated enough or feathered so there was certain things that yeah you look great you look full you look hard and dry but you're still holding too much body fat so unfortunately I had to keep digging and pushing and getting that levels those levels lower and with that came you know negative uh, responses from my body so Going back to the effects of contest prep, like that's an example of one of them. But also I recall just a few weeks ago, waking up at like one in the morning and going to the bathroom, trying to go to the bathroom, but being constipated constantly because not enough food's coming in. So not much is gonna come out. And I literally realized now that I literally fell asleep on the toilet a few, just like the other week not being like just like what the hell right that's contest prep for you um, all these different things happen so typically you're going to have a whole lot more fatigue you're going to have extreme hunger you're going to have very low energy your performance in the gym is going to suffer a lot some days you feel like a zombie some days you feel like oh you know what i could probably meet up with some people go for a coffee go for a walk like i did earlier in my prep and then 20 minutes later 
you have zero energy and you couldn't think of anything worse than you know expending energy with uh people so it's an interesting game conscious prep is an interesting game now coming away from it i decided to not do nationals because i thought to myself well i i won the overalls in the natural comp awesome i did really good in ifub or surprise actually to get top five like placing fourth in two divisions like both divisions that i did that was awesome and then to come second in the wbff was as well another untested competition was to me like amazing i thought to myself i've expended so much energy time and effort into these different things i've decided to do three different types of competitions or like federations get myself out of my comfort zone i want to just end it here and go back to improved health get my libido back get my sleep back to normal get my body functioning normal again and have more energy for other things in life uh, which is why i decided against going to nationals um, also i found with the natural competitions lately with bodybuilding i feel like bodybuilding is dying classic physique is still thriving and fitness models and sports models and stuff like that physique divisions they're thriving while bodybuilding divisions are not thriving Back in 2016, when I competed in men's open, I was in men's open class three. There was different classes based on your height uh, because there was a lot of competitors back then. And now they pretty much just have men's open all everybody's together. doesn't matter how tall you are or what you weigh or anything, you just get thrown together and whoever wins the open wins the overall. Many years ago, it was you win your division, then you compete for the overall. So it's quite different and I feel like Mm, it's not as exciting basically whereas with ifbb you know there was a lot of us there was 11 of us in one division and then there was another division with a whole bunch of amazing physiques and then there was an overall etc so and same with the wbff there was a lot of competitors and it was a lot more uh fun exciting and challenging and just you know just different so i decided if i extended my dieting phase longer and i went ahead and did nationals it probably would be a little bit underwhelming um, and doing the IFUB and the WBFF became a distraction from that comp from nationals basically and took away um, you know this time and energy and focus that I would have been really just focused on nationals and killing nationals only uh, also from a financial perspective competing is not cheap so you know it's it's um, it's very expensive to be honest spend, you spend thousands of dollars competing basically so then to do another competition where you have to fly get accommodation pay for your tan pay for your entry fees and do all these different things towards it it adds up so i decided against it and another reason for that i thought to myself instead of dieting for an extra two weeks that that two weeks could be spent recovering from the dieting phase and getting back to good health right and that's kind of like overall the reflection of my contest prep kind of why i started it um, why I did the competitions that I did and how things went overall so overall I'm super happy with the outcomes winning in ICN overall was my first goal that I listed in um, on my goals list for 2023 in January and once I ticked that off honestly I was like okay I'm done like I don't even care about these other shows like I ticked that off and I'm done I had a moment where I was like oh cool I'm done with this but obviously I had a, a few more competitions to do over the multiple weeks to come and I'm glad that I actually did all of them. Now touching on like a little bit of insight across each competition and also the fact that I prepped myself 
that in itself is quite the challenge because you second guess yourself in so many different ways. You can't see yourself the way other people see you. So when I see my clients or if I get friends who ask me for advice, I can give them an answer straight away on what they should do with their diet or their training or anything, whatever it might be to keep things moving forwards. But when you prep yourself, you wake up and you're like, am I flat? Do I need a deload or diet break? Sorry, should I push harder? Um, you know, am I shredded enough? You have all these different doubts and questions uh, of yourself. So if you're someone who can prep yourself for competition, that's amazing. And uh, I did plan on getting somebody to help me with my contest prep towards the back end. And I did lean on them a little bit uh, for my first show. However, it's better to just do it all yourself or put it all in the hands of somebody else instead of just getting a bit of feedback here and there because I found that didn't, actually help me and this is the reason why let me give you an example with that first competition I did uh, I had planned out my peak week my show day food everything else and then I touched base with my friend who I you know was going to use for prep guidance and I was like what do you think and uh, they encouraged me to eat a bit more food the day before getting on stage to fill out a bit more which I did but obviously when you prep yourself you don't think about how that affects other things so I went ahead and did that and then I already had my show day food planned for the day. So I increased my food intake the day before, woke up looking full, everything looked great. But then I stuck with my initial show day food plan, which was more food than was necessary. Because initially with the way that I planned my peak week is I front loaded and I tapered my food down and then I was going to eat a fair amount of food early in the morning on show day and fill out a bit more. But because we increased my food the night before, I kind of didn't need to eat that much on show day to be full and to be ready. So these little things happen and you're like, wow, idiot, what were you thinking? So I woke up on show day morning looking really good, ate you know, my show day plan that I already mapped out, but it was obviously more food than I needed and ended up getting a bit too full a little bit bloated, food didn't digest fast enough, and it was more food than I needed. Um, so these little things happen when you prep yourself, and it's just like, dumbass, what are you doing? It's like when I did the IFBB competition, I was super happy with that. I just wanted to just go and celebrate that or whatever, and I thought to myself, okay, I just need to um, obviously go into this next competition today or like the next day, but you know, I'm, I'm feeling flat now because I've been posing all day. I feel a bit dehydrated or whatever. So I ended up having more salt and more water than I needed to. And then sitting in my car for an hour and a half driving to the Sunshine Coast, the next location. And that just caused a whole bunch of fluid retention. And then I didn't really have enough time to get that off and stuff like that. These things happen. It's crazy. When you prep yourself, it can really just drive yourself crazy. Uh, so I don't recommend prepping yourself just to put that out there, but very commendable to myself, I guess. Should be proud of myself for the fact that I did that and uh, I got some really great outcomes. But overall, uh, the contest prep journey was fun. It was exciting. And now coming away from it, I'm looking to optimize my health and getting my body to a place where it is accustomed to higher salt intakes again and not having to micromanage every little thing. So I'm eating more salt, um, just trying to get that back to normal, get my sleep back to normal, get my libido back to normal and, and live a healthy life again. So 
At this point, I'm going to continue to remain drug-free, so a natural bodybuilder, even though I competed with IFBB and WBFF, and I think if I am to compete again, I think I would do the WBFF again, because I came second, so somebody said to me, like, literally someone said to me the other day, you should be so proud of yourself for the outcome that you achieved on that stage to come second in an untested show with other guys using all different substances to look how they look is, you know, incredible. And I'm so close to coming first. So that was kind of like, you know what, maybe I should do this again and stay drug free and get on stage on that stage and win. And you maybe get a WBFF pro card as a natural competitor. That would be pretty freaking awesome. But if I was to do that, I would really want to try to get try to figure out my body a bit more in regards to the fluid retention situation that I deal with and trying to manage stress and fatigue and whatever else to try to get on top of that. So that's something I would love to optimize and fix. Um, but it comes with time and that will have to wait for the next contest prep phase. Anyways, that's my reflection of contest prep. That's kind of just a bit of insight of what it was like, what to expect, food focus, through the roof sex drive zero general energy not good insomnia to a high degree living off caffeine every freaking day <laughs> and then on top of that having to learn how to pose um, as a physique model for wbff and having to learn how to pose a little bit more classic uh for ifeb it was quite the journey uh but i just took it each day as it came and it was really it's really fun overall to be honest it was really fun it was really challenging really fun and i sit here just three days after the wbff competition thinking to myself you know what i'll probably get on stage again maybe in 18 months from now or so um and hopefully present an even better physique even though i've been training for 19 years drug free you don't expect there to be huge improvements to your physique um when you've been doing it for so long and you're natural but I think there's definitely room to improve uh, just stress management situations and uh, being able to really fill out my physique and look hard, dry, and lean like these enhanced guys do and some natural guys do as well. Not many, but a lot of some look very lean, hard, and dry. thing is with natural guys, they come in very shredded because they lack muscular development. So they have to come in shredded and dry. They have no other choice because they're not that big. Um, so conditioning is is super important to them but if they could be fuller and bigger and more muscular they probably wouldn't be as lean and you kind of have to pick do you want to lose your lean mass to be super shredded or do you want to come into a bodybuilding stage looking like a bodybuilder and bigger but maybe not as shredded so with that said uh with one of my competitions like the ifub i was really focused on getting my chest fullness up because it was very flat uh to try to match the other guys and as a result of that you obviously start to lose a few little, little lines here and there in your glutes or your hamstrings or other areas because you're filling out too much. And the more you fill out your muscle, the more you're filling out all other areas as well. So it comes down to fine tuning and creating the right look for the right uh, criteria. So for the WBFF, I actually came into that show depleted. I was underweight. I was about two kilos lighter than I was for IFBB on purpose came in flatter so I would look leaner basically and sharper and not have fluid retention issues causing me to place lower. So that was quite interesting. Anyways, I've been talking for long enough. If you're still here, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. 
And I'm not sure if that gives you any insight at all into what a contest prep might be like for yourself. But in general, we have specific methods that we utilize, specific phases in contest prep. We've got like a pre-prep phase where we focus on dieting a bit harder because we've got more fat to lose and it's easy to get it off. Then we've got your contest prep phase, which is the longest part where it's just slow and progressive fat loss, trying to maintain muscle mass, etc. Then we've got a digging phase where we push a little bit harder, uh, you know, really fight your body because it doesn't want you to get any more shredded. And uh, then we have a peaking phase where we focus on optimizing things, try to minimize fatigue and maximize uh, fullness through your physique and stuff like that if your body plays the game. And then we've got a recovery phase, which is where I'm at now, where we eat more food, focus on optimizing your health and getting back to living a normal life to then go into your off-season growth phase and enjoy that. And it's kind of where I'm at right now. I did a blood test yesterday to see where all my health markers are. I did a bio scan, sorry, a DEXA scan to see what my body fat percentage is. It's at 6.5% on a DEXA scan, which is the most accurate method, which is great. And I think I might sit around eight to nine percent based on the DEXA scan um, as a goal body weight at this point in time and then sit there for a bit so that'll maintain a fairly lean physique but also a healthier physique as well got to find a spot where my sleep is not impacted my social and mental health is not impacted uh, my performance in the gym is getting better over time but I'm also not carrying excessive weight for no reason that is the goal. I feel like there's absolutely no reason at all to go back up to 99 kilos because that doesn't really serve me and my general health at 96 kilos or 94 kilos even was no different to 99 kilos in, reg in regards to like positive um, health considerations with sleep and stuff like that. So there's no point being extra heavy when it doesn't really aid in recovery or performance or general health improvements. So I'm going to just micromanage these things I've been eating a lot more food the last couple of days, um, but also prioritizing things like, you know, more healthy fats, um, getting in a good amount of fiber, and like I said before, getting my body adapted and accustomed to a higher salt intake again as well. Because as much as you want to adapt these things and try to get your body used to more sodium and drinking more water and all these different things in prep, um, how you look week to week and day to day is important, especially towards the back end when you've got these shows coming up. So you don't really have much time uh, to play around with these things. You just have to take the best approach you can at that point in time. And, and that's kind of it. So now I don't have any time-based goals right now. I can focus on forcing my body, hopefully, to adapting to higher sodium intakes, better sleep, uh, better fluid management and things like that and that is the podcast for today thanks for listening the next one will be informative but i just wanted to put this one out there so people have an understanding of what prep can be like what you might expect and the ups and the downs along the way I'll speak to you guys soon